Good morning. Good morning, Rabotai. Welcome uh, back to Breakfast in the Classroom, its usual broadcast location. Um, we did not actually take a break. We did the Breakfast in the Class all through the holiday, but not from here, from where, uh, where we were. Um, now that we're back here, it's, uh, it's wonderful to be home. Uh, I had the bars in my head playing. The boys are back in town. Uh, it was beautiful to see everyone this morning in the, in the tefillah, Baruch Hashem. Also, in case you're wondering what order the classes go in, uh, in the breakfast in the class every morning now, if you just watch my beard, you could see how long it gets. That's how you know which ones come first. Okay, Mechila, I have to go back in time. Uh, some of these beautiful uh, uh, the, uh, uh, dedications, I'll, I'll uh, share them with you this morning. First and foremost, uh, breakfast in the class today is dedicated in loving memory of Morris Ben and Alava Shalom. Lilunishman Moshe Ben Sarah. Alava Shalom by his wife, Joy, son, Mark, and family. As well, <clears throat> uh, Breakfast in the Class is dedicated for the Refuashim Adeze Bagojie, Haim Fahel Ben Farida, Yosef Ben Shimon, Yaakov Israel Ben Tamar Malka, and all of Am Israel that needs Refuashimah, sponsored by the one and only Haron Shochet, our esteemed Gabai, uh, who is so special and so dedicated. Breakfast in Class is dedicated in loving memory, Lilith Shmat Hanabat Margalit, sponsored by her son Isaac Yerushalmi, and as well sponsored by Stephen Rapport, the Breakfast King, dedicated for Refuashim of Alex, Alex Brick's mother. Um, Haya Bat Fega. As well, in loving memory of Akram Darwish, sponsored by his son Charles Darwish, and dedicated in loving memory of Angela Shohet, sponsored by her son Haron Shohet, remember her fondly. Uh, as well, in loving memory on his Askara, sponsored by his granddaughters Daniela and Asal Zagi Mechila, that was a little few days ago, but uh, uh, of course his zechut is being uh, raised and his neshama is being raised today in honor of these words of Torah. And dedicated by A.J. Gindi in honor of Haron Chochet for his devotion, care, responsibility, love to the Safra Synagogue, keeping it running in a smooth fashion. May all his work serve as a source of berachah for him and his family for many years to come. And as well, in loving memory of Ovadia, Ben Esther, uh, by, uh, by this, the entire Sit family, Leilu uh, Nishmato, on his, on his actual, today is his actual Askara, sponsored by his son, uh, Jack Sit, in loving memory of Barry Sit. And last but not least, Breakfast in the Class and the Cobra was dedicated by David E. Ash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today and every day. My friends, Michila again for the uh, uh, extended, uh, extended, what's it called? We need a new joke on that, Sammy. Come on, give, give, give us something new. Uh, what's it called? The extended uh, dedications. Uh, but uh, we really appreciate today and every day everything that people do to help run this class and to uh, fuel the broadcast that goes really around the world. My friends, I was struck today when I was being the Hazan by a couple of words. We say, We have all these beautiful languages. And before we say, in the, uh, as well in the, uh, in the tefillah of V'yasiv Nahon, right, right, we say as well the same words, Beautiful. All the things that God did to save the Jewish people. It's gorgeous. It's special. Not only taking us out of Egypt, right? He's sustaining us throughout the desert. Amazing things that God does for us. So I felt that this, these words were especially poignant today because today is the first day actually when we're outside of the Pesach influence. And let me explain what I mean. Yesterday, obviously, was the first day that's not Pesach, right? But yesterday was called Isruchag. What does Isruchag mean? 
Isru Hag means the day after the holiday also has a Kiddushah, also has a holiness to it. In fact, there are many opinions in Halakha, it's a machloket, whether or not, you know, during the Omer, we don't uh, shave, during the Omer, we don't have weddings. There's certain things that we don't do uh, in order to, to commemorate the mourning of the 24,000 students of Biyakiva. One of the things we don't listen to music. There's opinions that say, on Isru Hag, the day after the holiday, you're allowed to listen to music. In fact, the Moroccans have a big, almost like a holiday, the day after, uh, what's it called? The day after uh, uh, the, the uh, Pesach. And they call it Mimuna, right? It's a big day, it's celebrations with music. So there's many different things going on uh, on this day, which kind of tie it to Pesach. But today, the day after Isru Hag is the first day which is not Pesach at all. It's like they say, the first day of the rest of your life. And I think that there's a question that we have to pose to ourselves on the day after Pesach is done. We say it in Nishmat and we say it in V'yatsi before the Amidah. Where does that lead to? God saved you. Why did He save you? For what purpose? To what end did all these miracles happen? And the next words in V'yatsiv are, Alzot <laughs> For this, did God's beloved ones give praise to Him. Alzot <laughs> What does it say after that? <laughs> and they bring words of, uh, of we raise God up, we raise Him up with our prayers. What does it say after that? We keep using different ways of saying the same thing. And what did they do? They brought Zemirot, Shirot, Tishbachot, right? They bring, again, songs and praises and praises and Tefilot and Tehilot and Romimut. That means that the purpose of being saved is Tehilot, Zemirot, Tishbachot, singing words of praise recounting, recollecting all of the miracles that God has done for you. Now, there's an interesting uh, cycle here. It's almost a little bit of a different, difficult cycle to understand. Because for us, we think to ourselves, means God did all these wonderful things for us. Therefore, right, we have to praise. What do we say in the Haggadah? Again, all different expressions of praise to God. But why do we have to say all those things? Because God did those miracles for us. However, in <clears throat> a study of the Gemara reveals something a little bit interesting. That actually, we have one of these time loop questions. If you ever read a book that discusses time travel, watch the film that talks about time travel. You know where there's this interesting loop that actually you can't figure out. Because in the way that we're saying it, you have to thank God for miracles that He did. But actually the Gemara says, Why were our forefathers and our foremothers, why were they barren? Why did they struggle to have children? Mipnei shehakadosh baruchu mit'aveh 
Because God desires the prayers of the righteous. So my friends, up until now, the way we've been explaining it, perhaps the way you've been seeing it, is that the cause is the miracles and the effect is the praises, is the prayers. But actually the Gemara says no. Why were they barren? Because God wanted their prayers. How come God withheld the rains when, until Adam was born so that someone would notice them and praise and pray and give shirot to God? So it's not that we praise God because of the miracles that He does. Rather, God does those miracles so that we will praise Him. Now, God's not on an ego trip. He doesn't need your tefillot, doesn't need your praises. But God knows, and my friends, listen to this carefully, that it is only when you praise, only when you recognize, only when you raise up God, that God's influence over your life and choices is paramount. It is when you are in a grateful state of mind, it is when you are cognizant of the fact that Borei Olam holds and pulls all the strings, that's when a person prays. That's when a person gives tzedakah properly. That's when a person is middakdek on every cent for ma'aser. Why? Because they know that it comes from God. So the proper life that human beings live is dependent on the emunah, on their understanding, on their exaltation of God and His position and His power over our day to day. He's not doing it for His health. He's doing it rather for our health. My friends, so I want to ask you this question. God saved the Jews. Why? We have a dear friend in the community, and his name is Harry Ajmi. Harry Ajmi, he works, you know, with unbelievable energy for every possible cause in the community. I don't know if there's a single cause that Harry has not thrown his considerable weight, persona, you know, behind to be able to help raise money, raise awareness. He's always there to be called on for every good thing that the community tries to do. But my friends, there was one thing that I saw from him that made such an indelible impression. And that was a video that came out after Harry came back from the hospital. He had COVID and he had it bad, if you remember. Everyone was praying. But finally he came back and someone took a video. And I don't know if they should have taken a video or they shouldn't have taken a video. But he spoke to the community when he first got home from the hospital. Where his life was saved. And he says, he said, God saved me for a reason. I'm going to try and use the second chance that I've been given at life. I'm going to push myself harder to be able to do more and to do more. I think that line, Today's the first day post-Pesach. Why did he save you? The Haggadah told us, sorry, a person has an obligation to see themselves as if they left Egypt. That means that God saved you too. God gave you life today. God gave you parnasa. God gave you the gifts that you were given. Why did He give them to you? What are you using them for? What are you living for? What drives your purpose in this world? Today's class, my friends, 
was uh, dedicated in part in loving memory of Barry Sit. Alava Shalom. And you know, I always think about this. If someone asked me to tell you what was special about me, I would have a very, very long speech to give about how special I am. Everybody, you know, we could talk for hours about how wonderful we are. But the measure of a man is not in how he can define himself, but rather how other people see him. How other people would speak about him or about her. And there's very little real estate for speeches on a tombstone. How much space do you get on that piece of rock to be able to chisel into perpetuity, into eternity, a description of what was great about this person? But if there was a midah that characterized Ovadia ben Esther, it was the fact that he was incredibly humble. And Rabbi Meir used to say all the time that you could tell a lot about a person by studying his name. Ovadia ben Esther. He was a servant of God. Evedia ben Esther. Esther comes from the root of hidden, of hiding. He was a person who did the right thing in hiding. Quiet. He was humble at home. He was humble in the street. So when you ask someone, what were you saved for? What were you born for? What did God sustain you, give you money, give you air, give you health? What did He give it to you for? Do you have an answer to that question? And it's not a generic answer because it has to be tailored to you. Because if the question is, why did God give it to you? It has to be something which represents your personal strengths, your personal challenges, and the way you've overcome them. And it is interesting to note that it is just this kind of sentiment that gets said to Esther. Mordechai says to Esther, Esther's like, look, I know they're going to be destroyed. I know that there's problems with the Jews. But you know what? I haven't been called in 30 days. Soon he'll call me. This is not my calling. This is not my chance. This is not my moment. And Mordechai says to Esther, Umi yodeya imla'et kazot. He got la malchut. Who knows? Maybe this moment is the whole reason why you were raised to become a queen. A person makes money in this life. And then they're given an opportunity to sponsor something, to build something, to drive something, which represents who they are. It, it speaks deeply to them. And there's two things a person could do in that moment. I like this. Here's a check like every other check. Well, they could take a personal responsibility for it and say, this represents who I am, what I believe, how I was raised. I have to run. I have to champion this project. When a person does it that way, they give purpose and value and dignity to everything that they've done. All their strengths and all of their challenges are, are represented in this moment. And my friends, I ask every, each and every one of you not to waste that moment, a moment when your life's purpose is called out loud. I kind of feel, you know, sometimes you're at a, 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 in a place and you're waiting for your name to be called, you know? I remember once we were at a, a, a deli somewhere and we're waiting and our table is waiting for food. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're calling other people Everyone's getting their food. Only us, me, my wife, my kids, my, 
my, uh, my extended family, their kids, we're all sitting there, everyone's starving, we're not getting any food. And they keep calling every other name, and there's one name that keep get, keeps getting called, Pagel, Pagel, and I'm thinking, you know, we should just take their food, they're not coming, I don't know what's going on here. You know, everyone's starving. Anyway, finally I go up to the guy, and I was like, what in the world is happening here? You're calling everybody's name except for Fari. I'm waiting for my name to be called. Well, I hear you call this cats, this one, that one, Cohen, Levy, Pagel. You know, what's going on? The guy said, Look, I don't want to tell you. Someone made a very big order. I said, We made a very big order. Anyway, he shows me, he shows me the order, which is my order. At the top it says, Fari. What does it say at the bottom? Page one. The dib was reading it, Pagel. For half hour, he's reading Pagel! Pagel! Well, my friends, and here's the interesting lesson. He kept calling out the things that Pagel had ordered. And eventually I was like, we're that big order. It's not Pagel, it's Fari. And I showed him at the top that actually the name was at the top, not at the bottom, and that was page one. My friends, sometimes your name doesn't get called. But by the order that they're calling out, by the foods that they're mentioning, you realize, one second, that's me. They're doing a drive in the synagogue. You see something going on in the community, it's a good thing. You decide, you know what, no one asked me. No one called my name. All they're saying is Pagel. But you know what? The, the onion rings and the double burger with lettuce and no, you know, and no tomato, that sounds like me. What were you called for? What is your alzot? After Mimitzrayim Gyaatanu, Bet Avadim Biditanu, Rav Zantanu, Savakil Kyaatanu. What did it happen for? What's your alzot? I think that's the question everybody has to ask on the morning after Pesach, on the morning after getting saved. You know, what is it that I'm here to be able to do, to be able to accomplish? And if you're listening carefully, even if no one calls your name, you will know that the project itself is whispering your name. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen.